0: Hello, hello, once again, all my fellow patriots and you filthy leftist stalkers out there. You are listening to Angela Soapbox on Raging Elfics Radio. My name is Angela Box. Um, got a full show today, people. The guest I have in our second segment is uh, an extraordinary man uh, by the name of Stacey Gentile. He goes by Duke, the badass mofo, former Special Forces recon, like all the cool crap that I have no idea about. But he's he's part of an organization called North Star, and they are trying to get our allies and our American citizens out of Afghanistan because this uh, feckless and criminal administration left them behind. And they've got about thirty five thousand people they're trying to get out of Afghanistan. So that's in the second segment. Um, It's a little bit of a longer segment, which means I have to shove. Everything is the shoe warning segment this week. All right. Quick housekeeping. If it's your first time here. Um, everything is warehoused on angelasoapbox.com. You can follow me on Truth Social at Angela Box. Uh, Facebook is at Angela Box Public. Instagram is at The Box That Rocks. Um, I'm on Getter somehow. I think it's The Box That Rocks. I don't really check Getter anymore. I'm not, y'all, I'm, I'm frankly terrible with social media at this point. Like, I really don't care anymore because they keep banning me and censoring me. So, what's the point? I'm, I'm totally shadow banned on everything. So, whatever. Um, bit shoot and rumble is at, at the box at rocks. It's also you can find it under angelosopbox.com. All right, let's jump into what's going on this week. <clears throat> all right, every week on my show, I like to give a sea turtle killing plastic straw to a filthy leftist or sometimes the rhinos who deserve it. And this week, it's, um, you know, the rhinos working with the deep state at again, as you do, and uh, all eyes on Arizona once again. Because they're trying to steal another election. Now, the Blake Master, we had we had primaries all over the country this week, and MAGA candidates are cleaning up, wiping the floor with these establishment rhinos. We we were able to get rid of a a garbage uh House of Representatives speaker in Arizona who wasn't doing anything on, a, on election integrity, was dragging his feet. Um, Blake Masters won outright in Arizona. He's been on this show before. Fantastic guy, gonna be an amazing senator. And they're they are they're trying to steal this things for this uh Karen Robson in Arizona against Kerry Lake. And a lot of people are like, what's the big deal? It's a Republican primary. No, it's MAGA versus establishment. It's MAGA versus Rhino, all right. Kerry Lake had 70% of the vote on election day. The minute Kerry Lake started to pull ahead on election night, Maricopa County, the most populous county in Arizona, shut down. Just like they did in 2020. Just like after Fox called it for uh, Biden. When when it wasn't like 40% of the vote was in. I mean, same SSDD with these people. They are trying to steal it again. It stinks to high heaven. They shut down voting all throughout the night. They wouldn't update. And finally, yesterday, I'm taping this on Thursday, they updated it at 2.30 p.m. And Carrie Lake had it was still ahead. But they're trying to steal this thing. They're trying to figure out how many ballots do we need to manufacture. And if they're not, why the hell are they doing this? Why does it take so long to count votes? A voting machine is supposed to be a tabulator. It's an adding machine. It's not a let's stop this and figure out the algorithm we've got to put in there to make sure that the votes come in the way we want them to. But that's what they're doing. That's what they did in 2020. Look, there were so many multifaceted ways they cheated. We know about 2000 meals. We know about what they did in Georgia pulling out ballots at 3 o'clock in the morning. We know about the five states that miraculously all shut down at 10.30 p.m., and all the, the various excuses they gave, and Arizona was one of them. They're doing the same crap they did in 2020. And they think we're stupid, ladies and gentlemen. So the Sea Turtle killing plastic straw is going to the Maricopa County but Board of Supervisor or Election Board or whatever the hell they're called. The leftists that are stealing the election from Kerry Lake. They've gotta stop any MAGA candidates they can. But guys, the 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 good news is is that people are more awake than they think we are. I mean, not only do we not trust the media, not only do we not think Congress is worth a damn, not only do we think Joe Biden stole the presidency, more and more people every day, every time they're polled, they're saying, yeah, this was a stolen election. And yeah, election integrity is a big deal. And we're very concerned about the upcoming midterms. So the gaslighting that the mainstream media, the legacy media, the the Democrats with press credentials, as I say, it's not working. There was this fantastic Twitter thread. I'm just going to read it to you. So this was on election night. It was at 7.30 p.m. Arizona time. So that's specific time. So that's 10.30 Eastern and whatever where you are. They Y'all, this is the tweet they put out. This is the Maricopa County Elections Department. That's a wrap on results for election night. We'll be back tomorrow. Signature verifying all the early ballots dropped off today. We'll post updated results again by 7 p.m. Wednesday. Find the tallies at, and then they gave the thing. Y'all, the The replies on this tweet give me hope. And they give me life. Every single, there was like two that were like, oh, good job. There, every 99.9% of the replies were you're stealing this thing again. If you think you think you're going to get away with this, I don't think so. So I really do hope that Carrie Lake has a lot of boots on the ground because we've got a lot of rancid, cheating, lying, political whore, sacks of excrement leftists trying to steal this election away from Carrie Lake and from MAGA candidates. And guys, this is, this is a, this is a lesson. I have always early voted. I didn't realize that it was, it was rife with the fraud that it could be. But y'all, when you early vote, They know how many ballots they need to make up. That is why she got 70% of the votes on election day. Because the MAGA people were like, we're going to vote on election day. We know the game. We know what you're doing. And they did it anyway. So make sure. Make sure to avoid deja vu. All over again, throughout the country. Vote on election day. We are watching you. You lying, cheating scum. We are watching you. All right. Um, m- more stuff to get to. I mean, we can't talk about Arizona forever because it'll make my head explode. I, it, I'm so angry with how these people are destroying this country and just the blatant cheating. And the media in on it and they're just like, oh, nothing to see here. Like, I literally can't turn Fox on anymore. I have Tucker Carlson tape for five days. I can't even watch it because it makes me so angry. And he's like the only one I can stand anymore. But you know, the gaslighting again, it's not working. And here's something else that's not working, some more gaslighting that isn't working. So the monkeypox thing, you know, they're they're full-core pressing that because the rona isn't working out as they would hope. People are not buying it. People aren't masking up again as as much as they would like, even though Fauci says you need to mask even though we can find a uh, statement after statement of Dr. Fauci, I put Dr in air quotes. Dr. Fauci, uh, contradicting himself, says no, ma- masks don't work. Oh, yes, you should mask. Oh, wait, no, masks actually don't work at all. Wait a minute, you should wear two masks. I mean, you could find statements all over the place of him contradicting himself. Of course, we all know this. I mean, the normies, I, I don't know when they're going to figure it out. They just uh, hashtag do what they're told. I, I wonder when they're going to pull their heads out of their asses. But, you know, I digress. But they know that this, uh, this, uh, Rona is not really doing the trick. So now they're, they're jumping on this monkeypox thing. Well, (laughs) it's not turning out the way they would hope because it turns out only gay men who participate in reckless sex, especially anal sex, it's only affecting them. And it's so, it's so hilarious, isn't it? That for the entire month of June, we all got vomited on with pride and drag shows and transgender and take your kids to drag shows and take your kid, tell them all about, uh, you know, changing your biological sex. We got inundated with it and we're still getting inundated with it. Uh, we had cities putting on, you know, kink and, and, and pup play orgies and just insane crap. The level of promiscuity in the gay community is something that needs to be addressed. And no, that's not homophobic. And most gay people I know that are normal anyway are like, yeah, gay men are total sluts. Gay men are sluts. And that is why we had the proliferation of AIDS in the 80s. And now we have this thing called monkeypox. And again, you, sh- you shall know them by their swords. It's almost as it's almost, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah got a Sodom and Gomorrah. And I just wish, and I, I've said this until I'm blue in the face. I don't care if you're gay. I think, uh, you know, you are who you are. But again, can you keep it in your pants? Do you have to be such a slut? And I say this to the, the gay part of the gay community that is behaving in a reckless manner and pushing their ideology onto children and pushing this lifestyle onto children. I have a bone to pick with you people. And now you have uh, consequences, shall we say, natural consequences for your action. And monkeypox is now spreading in all, uh, you know, the gay community. But it's not doing what the deep state, the globalists, the World Economic Forum, the the people behind the curtain—it's not doing what they want it to do. So they're pretending, like they did with AIDS in the '80s, and they're trying to gaslight us about this—that it's affecting every. Oh, it's affecting all kinds of people. The blue cities, the blue states, watch—they're going to start lockdowning again. They're going to start shutting everything down. They're going to start imposing masks. So they got the Rona. And the monkeypox are like, oh, no, we've got to shut everything down again. It's disgusting what's going on. And supposedly now we have five children in America who've gotten monkeypox. It's like, huh, how'd that happen? And, you know, at first, my, my brain is just, oh, they're probably kids in a family that have two gay parents, whatever. Um, Or, <laughs> or more sinisterly, uh, are they being molested? Are they being sodomized? Maybe a Department of Family and uh, Children can go check those cases out. But I mean, that would be homophobic, right? We can't do that. I mean, these governors, these blue state governors that are declaring states of emergency over monkeypox. It's like, how dumb do they think we are? I mean, pretty dumb because they keep doing it. They've got one playbook and they keep repeating it. They just changed the name of whatever disease it is. All right, guys. You are listening to Angela Soapbox on Radio Radio. I'm just getting started. Check out the second segment that's coming out with Duke Gentili. You're not going to believe what's going on in Afghanistan. We'll be right back.
1: Can You Do It? The RER 2 Plus 2 Challenge.
0: Howdy, Rowdy Texans. It's me, E, the millennial voice of R E I'm a big fan of RagingElephantsRadio.com. More Texas voters should be listening to RER every day. A better, deeper knowledge of how Texas works will help Texas voters to make Texas more like Texas. The RER 2 Plus 2 Challenge. Listen to RER two hours a day, every day, for two weeks you'll learn more about texas politics in two weeks than you've ever known mark it on your daily calendar set your phone alarm the R E 2 plus 2 challenge two hours a day every day for two weeks raging elephants the rebellious voice of texas liberty All right, welcome back to Angela's Soapbox on Raging Office Radio. I am really honored to have this guest today, um, Stacy Gentile, who goes by Duke. And I told him before we started, I said, you look a lot younger than I thought. And I thought Duke would be an older man, but he is He is with uh, Operation North Star, which is uh, an umbrella organization under Moral Compass. And this organization is trying to help people get the hell out of Afghanistan because we, have a, we all have ADD, right? And we forget things that are going on. And he told me just now that there are still 35,000 people still stuck in Afghanistan. So I just want to welcome Duke to Angela's Soapbox and tell everyone what's going on and how we can help these people.
2: Hi, Angela. Thanks for uh, having me on the show today. Uh, it means a lot to uh, everybody in our organizations and uh, the people we still have in Afghanistan. Uh, I I had a good career in the military where I spent 13 years as a recon platoon sergeant, and uh, I had previously been enjoying a nice, cushy corporate life until Afghanistan uh, went sideways. As you know, with the, the rapid withdrawal, uh, it kind of left the country in chaos, and, and we didn't really have time to, you know, get our people organized and, and get them out. So a lot of veterans, uh, stepped up and created these, uh, ad hoc organizations, like the one that we did called operation North star. Um, and, you know, we were doing everything we can to get people out. Now this was, you know, back, back in August, September timeframe, you know, I think the last American soldier got on a plane, uh, in, in September and then, you know, as we all know, there was the, the major bombing that happened at the Abbey Gate in H. Kaya. And, you know, that was a that was a real turning point for us. I think a lot of the people and a lot of the veterans who were you know, trying to get out their interpreters and their, their commandos and their Anasov Special Forces buddies, um, you know, we were all telling everybody to get to the airport, and we created this big ball of humanity that was there and then the bomb went off uh, and we lost you know 13 uh, American service members. Uh, we also lost a number of our Anasof operators that were helping us with the ground operations. And at that moment in time, uh, the game completely changed. And what we didn't realize we were getting ourselves into is, uh, now we've been doing this for a year. And it has definitely been an exercise in leading through adversity um, because the government isn't necessarily helping us. I mean, right, right. now, the government and the Department of State uh, on, a, on a good month are maybe getting out one plane. And the only people who can get on these planes still are people who have you know, their SIV paperwork, their special immigrant uh, visa paperwork in order. Um, in our organization, we primarily focus on the ANISOF, right? The Afghan Special Forces. And North Star is kind of like now we're umbrellaed under the Moral Compass Federation, which is a conglomerate and a federation of 20 different NGOs. We're just one that's in there, uh, which was kind of created by the Special Operations Association of America is <laughs> We we all realized that we had to start working together in a much more uh, efficient manner. But me stop you there.
0: So so the the former special operations forces. Um, you all have different organizations, and you decided to all join forces. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, we had to because uh, we're we're bankrolling this out of our own pockets. Um, You know, one of the things I always like to say is that we're trying to solve an Uncle Sam sized problem Mm -hmm. with the personal checking accounts of veterans. Uh, There's a number of us, uh, myself included, who, you know, I haven't gotten a paycheck in a year because I walked away from my nice, cushy (laughs) corporate job to to do this. And once I'm in it, I couldn't get out. Right. Because there would be cost of human life. So there's been so many veterans across the country who have stepped up and made these huge sacrifices, drained their bank accounts, their 401k's, took out second mortgages, doing everything we can to keep these these allies alive because they're actively being hunted and brutally murdered by the Taliban still. And because of the way that the evacuations are going and the strict policies that the Department of State has our Anasoft dudes do not have a path out of the country because Afghanistan's basically become a prison state where the borders are closed. You can't get them on an airplane. Um, you know, a lot of our folks don't have passports or can't get visas, and they're stuck. So, like, you know, we've got people that we've been hiding in safe houses since September. I mean, think of the mental trauma and the moral injury that's been happening. Uh, you know, to our allies who are fearing for their lives and they're with their families, right. So we've got 35,000 people on our books and moral compass. Um, in Northstar, we've got 800, uh, you know, special uh, Afghan special operations folks that we're we're still feeding, hiding, providing emergency medical care, trying to move them around. You know, every time the Taliban gets a whiff of where they might be, we got to run, you know, like a James Bond secret in the middle of the night operation to pack them up and move them uh, somewhere that's you know more safe, at least for the moment. And it's a huge effort in logistics. I mean, none of us realized again. We never thought we'd be doing this for a year. I mean, we're in a housing business. We're in the feeding and welfare business. We're in the emergency medical care business, you know, getting people patched up for bullet wounds and broken bones and all kinds of things we're you know in the transportation business we're in the you know legal document business you know we're we're sending people on foreign delegations trying to beg other countries to take these people we're in the american political business you know trying to get policy change in washington dc which just is simply not happening
0: well let me um, let me stop you really quick i, go ahead. I I'm, I'm my my rage is Starting to boil over because I recall at the very beginning of this debacle when you're saying all your people don't have the right uh, papers. But I I seem to recall that the fraudulent president that we've got right now put a bunch of unvetted Afghans onto planes, mostly uh, military age men that we have no idea who the hell they were and ship them to communities all over America. I, yeah.
2: I mean, that, I, that did happen in the early days, uh, you know, from H And I think there was a lot of good intention people trying to get people out. Um, there, there was no vetting process. And the net effect of that is, is that, yeah, they, they moved a lot of people. They didn't know who they were. It was a lot of single males and what ended up, how that ended up hurting the process is now that we have, allied soldiers and their families i mean we don't have 35,000 single males that's not what this mm-hmm. is we have 35,000 men women and children the afghan average family is eight eight people so this is just as much as a women's and child welfare issue mm-hmm. it is you know the moral issue of how how we're treating our allies that fought with us for you know 20 plus years
0: Well, it's interesting because I I traveled to Oklahoma quite a bit for work and I was at a hotel and there was actually a a family of Afghans that a Christian organization had helped to relocate in the hotel. It was kind of a, it was kind of a mess. I'll be honest with you, but I, it, it is interesting to see these large families, you know, shoved into a room and they must be so thankful to be out of that mess. How many Americans do you think, And okay, I want to break it down. Like, so let's talk about how many Americans are still there, how many interpreters who helped our soldiers, and then how many uh, people that that just are good decent people that are fighting the Taliban are still there. Do you think if we can break yeah, that so, down?
2: So, so just for some clarification, uh, North Star and Moral Compass mainly focus on the uh, the Anasof allies. Uh, there's other organizations like uh, Argo and maybe Afghan Evac that focus more on uh, Amsets, American citizens, LPRs, you know, green card holders, those types of things. Last I checked, there's probably. You know, 200 in a combination of Amcits, AMSIT family members, uh, some of which who are family members of American servicemen and women that we can't get out, uh, you know, LPRs and green card holders. So, you know, there's there's at least 200 uh, that I'm pretty sure that are still there.
0: I mean, it just it blows my mind that this administration, you know, they're they're worried about sending uh, Dr. Rachel Levine and her little weird sidekick cross-dress or working for the nuclear system now to the French embassy and we can't get our people out of Afghanistan. I mean, it's just, this is a, this is there's, a disaster. There's
2: very little political will in Washington, DC to do what's morally right. And that's why the veteran community and, and our groups have been the ones that are, are carrying and having this load. Um, as a matter of fact, Secretary Blinken was just in a meeting with uh, some of our compadres and uh, he thanked us for doing the government's job and asked us to continue doing
0: it. <laughs> I mean, did he? Did, is there any tinge of irony in what he's saying? Does he? Does he have any, uh, you know, self reflection on maybe we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing because we're a bunch of feckless leftists? Like, is there any any self reflection there? I,
2: I I can't say what's in his head or his heart. All I can say is what I see from a policy standpoint, and the policies are not designed to aid and assist our allies that we betrayed
0: i mean it's almost as if this was all on purpose i mean i I don't know how else people can when it comes to domestic issues foreign policy i mean people have got to start connecting dots this is all on purpose
2: if you think your blood was boiling wait until i tell you this next part (laughs)
0: Go ahead. Are are
2: you familiar with the what's going on in Ukraine and the Uniting for Ukraine Uh, program? uh,
0: Oh, you mean the 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 blue and yellow flags everywhere? Sure, Yeah. yeah. The so boat cover shoot, yeah, got it. <laughs>
2: yeah, so I mean, there's a there's a huge difference in the way the Ukrainians are treated versus the way the government's treating our Afghan allies. Mm-hmm. Um, I went down to Mexico as part of a delegation and firsthand toured one of the camps down there, and they moved twenty seven thousand Ukrainians through uh, the Mexican border, and they processed each of them in about two to four hours a piece because the Department of State said it would be cruel if they made them wait longer than two to four hours um now look i'm not saying that what's happening in Ukraine is bad or these people don't deserve to you know have entry into the united states what i am saying is that our afghan brothers and sisters who fought alongside of us for 20 years are not getting anywhere even remotely close to the same treatment and these are people who gave their lives for us i mean we have uh one of our groups in moral compass is called team 11 and they have the nmrg people the uh the mind sweeping guys right so they walked in front of our special forces oda teams looking for ieds and many times wow. you know they would get injured or killed in doing this and we've got about 300 of those guys that we can't even get out
0: well, I mean, you know, Afghanistan is a poor country and we know what they're using Ukraine for. They're using it for their money laundering operations. So, I mean, well, obviously, those yeah, people are going to have and priority. My point is
2: it's, it's not because our government can't do it, right? right. They have the blueprint that they right. used for uniting for Ukraine. Just take the same thing and just make it uniting for Afghan with our allies. I mean, many of our Afghan uh, allies, especially the ones that we have because they're Anasov, they're Afghan special forces some of these guys are more vetted than our own soldiers, right? Mm -hmm. They've gone through polygraphs and background checks and, you know, we know who they are and we have dudes on our team who can vouch for them that worked with them. I mean, why we can't move these people out of the country is, is beyond me. And it's created a national security risk, right? So I think as the rapid withdrawal happened in Afghanistan, Um, that showed American weakness and that may have been one of the factors that created Ukraine, or maybe creating one of the factors geopolitically of what's going on in Taiwan. Um, other issues are, you know, who's going to trust us. I mean, you know, if, if we get into a big, long scale war in Ukraine, are they going to trust us not to just hand all of the Ukrainian special forces over to the, to the Russians? Uh, and then the other, the third issue of national security is that we have no eyes or ears Inside of Afghanistan from an intelligence standpoint, while the Taliban is in control, the Haqqani networks running things, you got Al-Qaeda and you got ISIS-K rolling around in there. You know, it's just brewing for another 9-11, especially after we just, you know, took out uh, Ayman al Zwahiri.
0: Right. (laughs) Even though, (laughs) I don't know if you saw this, but. Supposedly, they he died in 2020, but they just republished it to help Biden. I don't know if that's true or not. I I seem to recall when the, when this news came, I was like, "Isn't he already dead?" Like that's my first thought. Well,
2: you know, I I, I can't speak to those facts, but what I can speak to is I think the trust in media is at an all time low. Yeah. Uh, and you know, when I'm talking to people like yourself about what's going on in Afghanistan, nobody seems to have any idea what's going on. And I think the media should be held to account because, you know, they're nothing more than the Pravda political arm of the administration.
0: Mm-hmm. Or as I call them, Democrats with press credentials. Um, we're getting to the end of the segment. I want I want everyone to go donate to your organization. I'm going to donate myself. How it can people be, get Yeah, if
2: you were going to do that it would be Operation and yeah, as I mentioned, you know, this is an Uncle Sam-sized problem that we're trying to solve with our personal checking accounts. Um, we we're not funded by the government. We don't take salaries. Everything that comes in goes directly towards sheltering, feeding, and trying to move our Afghan allies that were abandoned by the government.
0: And it's amazing that we can give you know upwards of fifty billion dollars to Ukraine, which we have no idea where that's going. But we can't get these people out. It is it is truly a it's a reflection on the moment we're in where we're having a very anti-American moment, a very globalist moment. And there's a lot of weird dark sided stuff going on. And there I is, just... but
2: I, you know, I, uh, Angela, I also believe that God is on our side Yes, and doing too. the right thing often comes at great cost and for evil to prevail, you know, the saying mm-hmm. men just have to do nothing. And I can tell you firsthand that there's many, many men and women who have God in their hearts and who are fighting this fight and will stay in this fight, regardless of what any administration does because it's morally right.
0: Yeah. I, I knew we know that God wins and thank God for people like you and operation North star and moral compass. And again, what's the website again,
2: operation Great.
0: Super easy. Well, thank we, you so we much. Need your help.
2: We yeah, we well, definitely need, I hate to say it, but we need money because we yeah. are running black on funds and if we do, that means people are in the streets and allies will die. God. I mean, that's just the, the fact of the matter.
0: I'm, I'm, wow. I'm just, I'm blown away by what you guys are doing. I mean, you've already served your country and you're serving it again. And you're trying to help innocent people get out of a horrible, horrible situation. So thank you so much, Duke, and for what you're doing. Um, guys, you are listening to Angela's Soapbox on Raging Albums Radio. Please go support this organization. We'll be right back.
1: 1921 Margaret Sanger created Planned Parenthood. Speaking in hyperbole Sanger wrote
0: the most merciful thing that the large family does to
1: one of its infant members is to kill it. In response to those who were suspicious of her infamous Negro project. We do not want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man that can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. Regardless of Sanger's motivations, 100 years later, the purpose of the organization that she created is clear.
2: Hello, Autumn. I'm, I'm interested in making a donation today. Fantastic. Uh, I want to specify that abortion to help a minority group. Would that be possible? The, like the black community, for example?
0: Certainly. Okay. So,
2: so the abortion could, could be, you know, I can give money specifically. For a black baby, that would that'd be the purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, don't, and we just think, you know, the, the, the,
0: less, the less black kids out there, the better. <laughs> understandable,
1: understandable. Please go to CrosbyCare.com and donate to our efforts to inform the black community and the world of the real number one killer of black Americans. Label your tax deductible donation Black Babies Matter.
0: On so Rachel it's Radio. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's funny. Like to piggyback on the first segment. I'm gonna jump back in for the monkeypox. It's like for the entire month of June, they were telling everyone just pig pile on each other, just have orgies and do your kink and do it out in public, because you know, ch- and, and and most importantly, do it in front of kids, because kids love to see um, sexual, hypersexualized men. Uh, you know, banging other men and, and people pretending they can change their gender with their genitals hanging out. Yeah, children love that stuff. They don't get traumatized by that at all. They love that sort of freedom and, and, and inhibition. Anyway, it's it's amazing that when natural consequences come calling that the left calls it homophobia, if you want to actually address the community that the the dreaded monkeypox, which is disgusting if you haven't seen pictures of it, is really nasty. The the dreaded monkeypox is affecting, you're not allowed to talk about it. Um, but but I'll talk about it. Like I don't care. Um, you know, if you're if you're if you're one of these a uh, gay activist who pushes your lifestyle onto children and wants to pretend that um, there aren't natural consequences to being a total slut. Like I have no use for you there. You know, you adults are responsible for their behavior and if your behavior is making you ill, perhaps you want to, I don't know, curtail the orgies for a minute. I mean, basically we told, we told the world that we're going to take away your livelihoods for two years Because of a a virus with a 99% survival rate. But we can't ask gay men to stop having orgies. I I mean, okay. That's America 2022 for you. All right. Also America 2022. Um, This just in, the earth is still here. The beaches are still here. The polar ice caps are still here. And I I, I talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, It is the 10th year anniversary of Al Gore's famous prediction of uh, saying that we were all going to have no polar ice caps anymore. So evidently by 2021, or excuse, maybe it was 2011, I don't know, 2012. By 2012, there would be no polar ice caps. And 25 years ago, uh, scientists say the Earth's warming could set out widespread disruptions. And this was, uh, let's see, in many beaches around the world, at the most likely rate of rise, some experts say most of the beaches on the east coast of the United States could be gone in 25 years. They are already disappearing at an average of two to three feet a year. Uh, that was in 1995. So 25 years later, beaches are still here. And if you, if you look at from Google Earth, took pictures of. Uh, they always take pictures of beaches and things like that. Same as in 95, 2000, 2010, and 2021. There are, there's no changes in the beaches. And it's like, I I understand that this is a grift and it's a powerful grift, but like you would think that at some point the media would realize the media that's pushing this grift because all it is, is a way to control you and a way to scare children and a way to scare people into uh, parting with their money and being controlled. But while the elites fly around in their airplanes, and speaking of elites, I mean, you know, we all know that Prince Ari and uh, the Markle are two of the most detestable people on planet Earth, you know, going around in their private jets as they lecture us about being green. And they're like, no, we, we're very important. John Kerry does the same thing. We are very important. We've got to be able to fly around and tell people how bad. Fossil fuels are, but by using a, a, an airplane that uses more fossil fuels than most people use in a year, but yeah, that that's what we have to do. I detest these people, but they know they've got they've got to keep the grift going because they've been able to make money. The the elites have been able to make money by certain grifts. Certainly, Al Gore's made 150 million off the climate change grift with this uh, carbon offset little scheme he had going. I don't know if it's still going, but I'm sure that there are still some idiots in the NRDC, the National Resources Defense League or Council or whatever it is, that still, uh, you know, try to offset their carbon usage by sending money to Al Gore because they're stupid people and they're leftists and they're elitists and they're dumb. But like this, I want to read some some headlines to you that we're all in the same week. okay? and this is different uh, newspaper articles. Let's see. Finland is warming faster than the rest of the world. Canada warming twice as fast as the rest of the world, report says. Australia is heating up faster than the rest of the world. South Pole warming three times faster than the rest of the Earth. Uh, Let's see. uh, Israel warming up almost twice as fast as the rest of the world, data shows. China is heating up twice as fast as the rest of the world. Africa is warming more and faster than the rest of the world. I mean, look, it's 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 hilarious when you put them all together and when you see how the media literally walks and walks, lockstep on every single issue. It's like that's why that's why Elon Musk wanted to know about the Twitter bots, because when you put these little tweets all lined up together and they're all saying the exact same thing, it's like, um yeah, I don't think real people are putting that out. It's propaganda. And, and I truly believe at this point the CIA owns a big, big chunk of our social media companies, a big chunk of Google, a big chunk of Wikipedia, they have to be able to um, go in and manipulate the masses, don't they? It You can no more control the climate than you can control your gender. And since the left doesn't know what a woman is anymore, how are they going to know that by using an asthma inhaler or driving an SUV that's going to uh, make the oceans uh, rise? And and overwhelm the earth. They don't. They're just making it up. They've got to have something because, as I've said many, many, many times, and I don't, I don't want to be a broken record, but the left has no agenda other than destruction. All of their ideas are terrible. L- they're literally terrible. And when the American people really find out what the Democrats are all about, you know, there are some people like my sister. This is a funny story. She had to go visit her in laws in Dallas a couple weeks ago. And she was so pissed off. They are they are they are just in a totally different financial situation than they were two years ago. And it's scary. And I know a lot of families are going through this. And, you know, as a single person, I can't even imagine what families are going through with children. And, you know, it's just it's it's mind blowing how quickly the Democrats have destroyed this country. And again, it's all on purpose. And that's what people are starting to put two and two together. They realize this is purposeful. There's someone else controlling this agenda because you don't do all this. If you love your country, you do what you're doing. If you hate your country. So she goes to her in-laws and the in-laws have the uh, January 6th commission on and she got, she goes, get that off the TV. And they, they're like, Oh, and she goes, this president is the biggest destroyer of everything good that we've ever seen. And she goes, where are the hearings for Black Lives Matter and Antifa burning down cities and government buildings from 2020? Where are those? And so her in-laws turned it off. And they just kept, you know, talking about Joe Biden. She, I mean, she went off. I mean, people are really, really hurting. But not the elites, ladies and gentlemen. And not the Democrats, like my sister's in-laws, who are older who still think the democrats are for the working guy no they're not they're for the 1% and they're for the, riff, the 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 mat the the unwashed if you will the people on the government take the people from the third world pouring into our country that our government is giving social security numbers to i'm going to get into that in the next segment yeah you heard me right our government is giving social security numbers to illegal aliens, in addition to everything else. So it's always it's always the elites trying to control you and me. Those people who are warning us about global warming, about climate change, trying to scare children into thinking that eating off a piece of styrofoam, which I agree is wasteful, like why can't they use plastic trays, re- re-washable plastic trays like we had, like explain that one to me that that would be a no brainer to me if you don't want to have waste but whatever these people are scaring kids these people who are, are warning us about global warming and climate change are the ones buying the beachfront properties and those who are warning about covid are throwing parties and taking vacations and i and and i and and similarly those of us warning you know those of us those who are warning us about monkeypox are also encouraging orgies I, I can't. I can't. And those 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 who are telling us that giving up our guns will make us safe are hiring hiring armed security like Lena Hildago, that garbage human, who is the Harris County judge who's getting ready to get her ass kicked by Alex Alexandra Mueller. Spoiler alert: She spent like thirty two grand of campaign or taxpayer money on private security. I think. I mean, I can't find the exact tweet. Someone posted it the other day. It could be more than that. It's just something I'm remembering. They all have private security. Corey Bush, the, the garbage BM congresswoman who got elected after the uh, St. George the fentanyl riots, she spent $400,000 of her campaign money on private security. They're doing gun buybacks in Houston where a bunch of people lined up to sell back their weapons. And what's hilarious is that one patriot was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to take advantage of this. You know what he did? He printed up a bunch of, uh, 3D gun parts from printers and assembled them. And it cost like $3 to, to print these things out. And he was able to get, you know, a $150 gift card per, or, or $50 gift card because it wasn't a working weapon. So he was, if for $3, he was able to get a $50 gift card. I mean, that's taxpayer money, but whatever. He was proving a point that this is a joke and he got, he got like $2,000 worth of gift cards with these uh, paper guns, essentially. These are the people trying to disarm you that have armed security. These are the people who talk about diversity and tolerance. And you and you must accept, when they don't accept any, any deviation from their groupthink, nothing. If you're in Hollywood and you're a conservative, watch out. You better be on the level of a Chris Pratt. And I think Chris Pratt, is slowly coming out of the conservative closet. I'm watching this fantastic show from Amazon. Yes, I know Amazon, but whatever. The Terminalist, you need to watch it. it. It it ain't woke, ladies and gentlemen. And from what I can tell from the reviews on IMDb, I mean, it's everyone is just like slow clapping it because it's not woke. It's, it, it's, it's, it's badass. And people that are in the military are like, this is extremely accurate. And people that were in special forces and SEALs are like, this is very accurate. So, you know, if you but if you're not on a Chris Pratt level, like when I was out in Hollywood trying to make it, like, I was pretty vocal about my beliefs. And, you know, I lost out on things because of it. I didn't get cast because people found out I was a conservative. It, it, It literally, again, the people that talk about tolerance the most are the least tolerant people on the planet. I could go on. I could tell you stories that would curl your hair, ladies and gentlemen. This is from back in the day. It is a hundred times worse now with social media. Because remember, according to the left, if you're not spouting their their groupthink, silence is violence. If you're not spouting the left left's talking points, if you just keep your mouth shut, well, that's not good enough. And my theory is that if, if you see a celebrity that doesn't spout his mouth off constantly, they're probably a conservative. That's my theory. Anyway, alright, we got one more segment to go, guys. You are listening to Angela Soapbox on Raging Elvis Radio. Be right back for the shoehorning segment.
1: What's up, Saints and Patriots? I'm Apostle Claver, a proud Texas nationalist, and I'm here to tell you about Texas. For 25 years, Daniel Miller has been working to see the rebirth of the Republic of Texas. His work has been hard, but his passion is deep. For many Texans, there is a deep yearning a burning to see the prophecy of Sam Houston come true. But... The desire of their hearts comes with many questions. Texit has the answer. It's the new book from Daniel Miller and Defiance Press. Texit, why and how Texas will leave the union. Texit charts the path to Texas independence. This riveting book of facts and philosophy will soothe your anxiety about the coming change and build your confidence that Texans can get it done. You'll want to buy several copies for your family and friends. Like I've said about this governmental mess, the only way out is out. And the best part of Texas, I'm in it. Texas, why and how Texas will leave the Union. It's selling like hotcakes. Buy it on RagingElephantsRadio.com. What do you care about Washington, D.C.? D.C. doesn't care about you. You're a Texan. You're a Texan above all else. And there's only one radio station that's going to feed your need for Texas power and independence. RagingElephantsRadio.com. Finally, the patriots of the Lone Star State have a unified voice to fight back and organize. 24-7, 365. RagingElephantsRadio.com is going to give you what you need to know about Texas politics, liberty, and independence. Take us wherever you go. RagingElephantsRadio.com. Streaming on your computer, smartphone, tablet, and internet auto. Welcome
0: back to Angela's Soapbox on Raging Olives Radio. All right, it's the shoe warning segment. Let's go. Um, I, you know, I was, it is so difficult to tell the truth about what's going on in our education system, to tell the truth what's going on in our culture, to tell the truth about who's committing crimes, who's, who's being the bad guys, without being called a racist, but I don't, I don't really care. Um, black people, can, can we talk? Because you seem to be committing a lot of crimes nowadays. I mean, it's been been like that for quite some time. But I'm just wondering how much longer is it going to be before you realize that the Democrat Party isn't your friend, that the Democrat Party is encouraging uh, fatherless homes, lawlessness, drug use, drug addiction, selling of drugs, thug culture, rap culture, twerking culture, and that begets crime culture and they want you like that they want you they want you down there on the democrat plantation black people and when i see stories like this that happened in houston the other day it just it makes my blood boil a woman um was had a she was a hairstyle is a hairstylist she was working from her home because her salon burnt down and she was uh armed at gunpoint by two uh youths Two youth, ladies and gentlemen. Masked. Masked youths. And when they say youth, that means black people. Can we keep it a hundred? Yes, we can. So uh they're just, you know, they're just doing what they doing what the culture tells them to do, I guess. And boy, those masks that they've slapped on the, the dumbs, as I call them, they have really come in handy for the criminals. And I, I think as we get closer to the midterms, we're gonna see a lot more of those riots. We're going to see a lot more of those uh, youths coming out of the woodwork, slapping on a mask and wreaking havoc because of, you know, systemic racism, of course. And, you know, maybe in another 150 years, the black community will have their act together. I don't know. Maybe. That's right. I said it. And when I when when I when this is the tough love that I would give to my students and I would say things like that, oh, I get in so much trouble. You're not allowed to say it. I mean, if you're white, you're not allowed to say it. If you're black, you can say it, of course. It just you know breaks my heart to think of the good kids that are stuck in that horrible system. And there's no, there's no way for them to get out until we have a situation where parents have true school choice and the money goes with the kid. And I really do hope that happens because it, it does start with education. It does start with changing the culture, changing the idea of what it means to be a functioning member of society. And uh, not saying that everything is racist. Just start there. OK. Uh, it's just it's heartbreaking. So I hope they catch these kids. I doubt it because they're masked. I mean, who knows? And, you know, we're not allowed to really prosecute black people anymore because that's racism. And I'm sure that the uh, the D.A. here in Houston, if they do catch them, they, you know, let them go. Catch and release, just like do, they do with illegals. So speaking of illegals, um, before I get to that, I want to talk about the Kavanaugh, the would-be Kavanaugh uh, assassin. So remember a couple months ago when the world ended, when you know abortion up to nine months wasn't allowed anymore, even though blue states have now codified that and says, yeah, of course you can kill your baby as they're coming out. Just suck its brains out, whatever. Get this thing out of me, as I like to say. So um, there was a psycho leftist a couple months ago that tried to assassinate or was planning on assassinating Brett Kavanaugh. And now we found out that he was also trying to assassinate two other Supreme Court justices. But there's a twist, as there always is with these people. Of course, he's a leftist. We know that. And he was also a gun control freak, which ironic, since he carried a gun and tried to assassinate Kavanaugh with a gun. But I digress. But ladies and gentlemen, he is a valued member of the LGBTQ community. That's right. Nicholas Rosky, the leftist abortion-loving would-be Kavanaugh assassin, is just yet another mentally ill man who identifies as a woman, which of course means he'll probably get probation and then get hired at the Department of Defense. Cause, uh, if you're a trans, if you're, if you're a man in a woman's outfit who likes kink and putt play, like Stephen Britton, I think his name is Stephen Britton, the, that bald gay weirdo who, uh, identifies as non binary, but they put him in charge of the nuclear codes, essentially. You know, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll just slap him on the wrist and say, well, you know, diversity, Ah, tolerance. He's a valued member of the LGBT community. We can't put him in jail. And we certainly couldn't put him in jail with biological men because he identifies as a woman. Ugh, God, these people. They're just, they're the most horrible. Again, this is purposeful. (laughs) This is all on purpose. They're destroying our culture. They're destroying this country. They hate this country. They are cloud pivoting, pivoting everything. It is whack-a-mole constantly. They want to destroy it. So, at the border, um, as you know, uh, Democrats, it's so funny, like, walls work. We know that walls work. I mean, China built a big old wall, I think, in the ninth century. It's called the Great Wall of China to keep out the, the Mongols, the Mongol hordes. And it seemed to work just fine for them. But we're not allowed to build a wall here because, oh, bridges, not walls. Anyway. The Democrats are starting to realize that this is becoming a problem for them politically. I mean, they don't care that there's, you know, millions of illegals flooding the border. They don't give a crap about that. They want that because they realize that, you know, the native born Americans are going to be voting for them because their ideas are terrible. So they need replacement voters. So they don't care that the people are actually coming in. They don't. It's just not a good look for them. So they admitted this week, the gay black immigrant Goebbels, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, admitted this week that they, the Biden administration is filling in the holes of the wall at the Yuma section of the, of the border wall. And Peter Ducey was like, so does that mean you're building the wall? No, 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 no. We're, we're, we're we're filling in the holes. Well, how did are you like she, the semantics, this gay black immigrant Goebbels was jumping, doing, trying to say, no, we're not building the wall. Because remember Peepaw said, we are not going to build one more foot of that wall. That evil wall. And in fact, they paid contractors not to build the wall. Concrete, steel, just sitting there, you know, rusting, rotting, whatever. Well, now we come to find out that because governors like Ron DeSantis, who will be a fantastic president one day, man, if it could be a Trump-DeSantis ticket, that I'm telling you, that would be a steamroll. That would be a train that could not be stopped, I think. It'll be amazing. But regardless, he's going to be, whether he's on a ticket with Trump, Or not, excuse me, he's going to be a fantastic president one day. But because governors like him and like uh, Abbott, who, you know, good Greg Abbott, and uh, Ducey in uh, Arizona, who normally totally sucks, but on this he's good, they're shipping all their illegals to blue cities and blue states. And uh, the blue cities and blue states are overrun with illegals. And they don't know what to do. And they're calling in the national guard and they're complaining and they're wringing their hands but it's like what do you expect what do you expect when you literally have an open border and you have millions of the third world teaming over it and it's not just mexicans it's people from 195 countries and lara logan exposed last or this week that um they're giving social security numbers to illegal aliens at the u.s border she was in arizona on a panel with Carrie Lake, And she was like, they're literally giving them social security numbers. Now, why would they be doing that? Well, it's so they can vote. So the little secrets out, Democrats. So you can be all pissed off that red state governors are busing a bunch of uh the unwashed to your cities and now you get to deal with them. Have fun. You wanted them. Here they are. It I, it is it is mind-numbing to me that the Democrats, the Democrat, the Democrat constituency is against open borders, most of them, unless they're woke and stupid. Most people are. Again, it's an 80% issue. Most people are like, no, we should not have open borders. That's stupid. Look what's going on. I mean, look what's happening in Europe. Their entire culture's... Their, their national sovereign cultures are being wiped out. And of course Europe European countries are much smaller than the United States. They're more like states. So these these countries like Belgium and Sweden and England and, and Denmark, et etc, their cultures are being wiped out because of uh, diversity and mass illegal immigration. It is all on purpose. and that's the only thing people can come to the conclusion for now. Just like it was all on purpose that people got these shots and are dropping dead. And uh, my favorite my favorite phrase, of course, is die suddenly. And uh, the uh, the die suddenly is the new block, as I like to say. And now scientists are saying <laughs> that, y'all, this is so good. So they're saying that if you bend over suddenly, like say you're making your bed or you do like a quick rapid motion, they're saying that is the, a cause of heart attacks or blood clots. Or if you, uh, you stand up too suddenly, that could be a cause of blood clots or heart attacks. And now they're saying that uh, cold showers are causing heart attacks in young adults. So, you know, the 18 to 40 generation that are, quote, dying suddenly. Those of childbearing age, which is the whole point. They want to depopulate. We know this. They're now saying that showers, that cold showers are causing people to have heart attacks. But not not the jab. No, 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 no. Could, couldn't be the jab. There was a story. Uh, a young surf, 41-year-old man was out surfing in Australia, died suddenly. And I'm like, well, there goes that cold water again. There you go. That cold water causing those heart attacks. Listen, if you are that stupid that you believe anything that these people are saying I mean, again, you're too dumb to live among us. I mean, Biden got the Rona again for the second time, and Fauci is saying, uh, you know, because of social media misinformation, Americans will quote not adhere to common sense public health measures. What what's that like? Getting a getting a death shot and uh, wearing a useless paper diaper? F you, Fauci. I cannot wait until the day. I cannot wait until the day you're in front of a firing squad because that's where you des- That's where you deserve to be for treason, for crimes against humanity. All of you people, all of you people, crimes against humanity. The uh, Department of Defense, crimes against humanity, forcing this experimental use drug onto soldiers, threatening them with firing. These corporations that have forced an experimental drug on their employees. Everyone, the schools, you all should be in front of a firing squad for crimes against humanity. And God willing, God willing, in the next few years, we are going to see Nuremberg Trials 2.0. And I don't know if y'all remember what happened in the first Nuremberg Trials, but as soon as they were found guilty, they were hung. Too sweet. They didn't wait around for appeals or or, or lawyers from the ACLU to defend. No, uh uh-uh, out. Crimes against humanity, ladies and gentlemen, that is what we're looking at. People are waking up. People are waking up. One last thing. Uh, there's a Rasmussen poll that finds that voters blame Biden and Democrats for running the economy into the ground. Uh, this new uh, tax and spend behemoth they're pushing through. So the people that are making 75,000 to 200,000 are going to be paying 29.6% of the taxes, less than 75,000 25 26.5. The people making uh 200,000 to 1 million and then 1 million plus collectively are going to be paying 43%, which is with the bulk of it people are going to be paying 50 the the ones making under a million, excuse me, under 200,000 are going to be paying about 56%. So this lie that the rich are going to be paying more is is a lie. Again, rich don't pay taxes just like corporations don't pay taxes. Corporations put the taxes on the taxpayer, on the consumer. How do st- oh, these people these people Literally everyone making over 30,000 a year will have their taxes increased and 50% of the tax increases in the bill are going to come from people making less than $400,000 a year. He is a liar. This is 1984. This is, this is treasonous. It's bad, you guys. I mean, I want a divorce from these people. I don't know much. I, I don't know how much longer we can take staying, living with these lunatics. I don't, I don't know. All right, guys, I I could go on and on, but that is my time for today. Please check everything out um, on my Bitchute and Rumble, Angela Soapbox. Follow me on Angela Box uh, at Truth Social at Angela Box. And when in doubt, everything is warehoused, including the show that will be put into podcast form on Google, uh, excuse me, Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, AngelaSoapbox.com. Until next time, everybody, keep kicking ass and taking names. Peace.